yeah. Bernard, the assistant cognitive scientist, right? He's the, I would call him a cognitive scientist, but he's too humble to say that. Too humble. I can see that. He, want, he has to put in... But he's 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 he's, uh, he's he's been with us uh, through a very pivotal time, so he's core core member of the team. Doing something important for the development of this product, right? Taking it in, in the right direction. It's for uh. Sure. It's what might be interesting to, to develop games for, um, then uh, helping with calculation, the scoring, and so on, so on, yeah. There isn't really a, um, the perfect path when you're in uncharted territory uh, at the intersection of AI, um, cognitive science, um, VR, well, spatial computing, augmented reality, all of these things are described as emerging technologies or or, or even as exponential technologies because at a certain point they start opening up possibilities that are unexpected and, and there's consequences to certain best practices you follow otherwise when you're developing an app for a screen-based um, experience that you would never even realize would, would pop up when you're developing for 3D worlds. Um, and, and, and in terms of what we're developing here at Virtualeap, it's uh, it's something that potentially has a cognitive benefit that you can't really say um, before it's validated scientifically, clinically, um, and rubber stamped with all of the approvals that allows you to say something out loud in the public. We have to be very careful in saying what it is we do is what we think we're doing, but actually we can only say that we're doing much more minimal things at the current time. So cognitive training and assessment, where I think I think we can say we're cognitive assessment, for sure. Cognitive training, well, what does training mean? Hopefully it means what we think it means. Um, hopefully it, it implies for the aging population something that will help with cognitive decline conditions, but we don't know. We have to see. And you know, as of today, you're finding us at a really interesting time because we're, in fact, launching today the beta release. So it's the, probably the perfect day to ever appear in the office. Um, and so besides Very the good. app itself, we are the first uh, of our kind to develop also a, a companion admin panel. And this admin panel is a dashboard for organizations to be able to manage and monitor the performance of their users. Um, this allows the data side of things to be leveraged and made into a much more effective tool um, that in the combination with AI. I mean, you just, you, there's things like what we call predictive analytics that we're working on. Again, this is stuff that we just can't claim to do anything that we want to say we're doing, but um, baby steps, and today's a big step. So Amir, I guess experimentation is a strong word here, keyword that is, you're always experimenting new things. And I see you being very careful with what you promise to the market or to your audience. So you're not promising any specific results in terms of uh, brain cognitive enhancement or anything like that. But for sure, you see the potential in many other areas, uh, especially, as you said, in terms maybe you can even diagnose uh, mental problems. Is that is that something that you think your product will do? I think diagnosis help? is going to be something that uh, more or less people can do from all sorts of ways, you know, essentially when, when you are able to get a large uh, sample of, of people using something, you can try to get a baseline, and then from that baseline, even if it's an internal baseline, you can try to see if there's an erratic, um, you know, uh, sample within that group, and, and then you can say that that's diagnostic to some extent. But, 
but um, the main thing is to tie in what we're doing with the general scientific community and the standards by which uh, most things are, are done and analyzed and diagnosed. We can't be happy with our own way of doing it. And so that's kind of the journey, experimenting as we, yeah. as we go forward. But we have to, with the help of you know, Bernard as a cognitive scientist and as Victoria as a neuroscientist and the white paper we're beginning to put together as of today as well, um, um, we're going to have to align that with the international best standards. Very good. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, let me try to understand. So you're the founder of Virtually. How did this all start? Why Lisbon? Why are you here today? Where did it all start? I'm the co-founder of Virtually. Myself mm -hmm. and Hossein, who's the CTO, we've been working together for uh, close to a decade, yeah. running all sorts of digital ventures together. Um, I've moved here as of two years ago. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a contributing writer for VentureBeat, which is a top uh, Silicon Valley blog, tech blog. And I, uh, I, as, you know, as part of that kind of hat, I write a lot about uh, markets and industries. And, and um, by that write, I was able to learn a lot and glean a lot about what was happening and taking place in Lisbon. It's a market that's very underestimated and yet has an extremely um, interesting pool of talent uh, that is just waiting and sitting here to be leveraged and used and, and, and uh, uh, as fuel um, for all sorts of crazy cool and creative ventures that will have a Portuguese stamp all over it. Um, I really do think that Lisbon is uh, on a track uh, within the next 10 years of, of being one of those charming um, tech hubs. Not necessarily the next some city, the next that city, um, but its own uh, in its own right um, a hub of... Um, um, of an interesting multidisciplinary mix of talent that uh, they have a lot of um, brain talent, neuroscience talent, they have a lot of developer talent, engineering talent. Um, that pulled us in because one of the biggest things as a VR startup is burn rate. Um, salaries are still somewhat um, um, uh, affordable here for a, for a startup in a space where there is no market really yet. Um, you need to be able to be, uh, have, a, have a team um, with all the right talent, but um, within the burn rate that you have uh, investment-wise and funding-wise. Um, you know, uh, the, the, my, my, my friends in Silicon Valley um, can only afford, you know, one-tenth of the team size that we have right now based on our burn rate, um, or one-fifth of the Londoners, one-fourth of the Amsterdamers, um, if that's what they call themselves. Um, and so Lisbon has that, that huge um, perk um, but, if, but again, also the talent is up to international standards. They are the, um, the neuroscientists that I work with here are the best of the best. Very good. But for example, Bernard is not Portuguese. I don't know where he's, where he's from. Slovenian. Slo Slovenian. Wow, amazing. I'm actually going to Slovenia next week. Maybe I should uh, ask for some tips from him. <laughs> but uh, most other people are Portuguese here. Most of your sure. team is uh, based, they're based here in Lisbon. Naturally, 90% will be... Lisboetas, right? Um, mm -hmm. But especially when you're in a very niche industry like we are, y you look for whoever is in this locale. And if they aren't Lisboetas, the, the, the standard language in this office is still English. Um, even though when the 80% the Portuguese are. Yeah, gotta keep doing it international work. and inclusive, of course, yeah. English is just the, the language that the co-founders require while we figure out how to learn it ourselves, uh, uh, Portuguese. <laughs> and we are trying, but. 
you know, our plate is pretty full. Language learning is not a priority right not. at the product launch stage. Um, but, but it's our duty to, to learn it and speak it and, and open our worlds to it. But um, the, obviously the, the, the Portuguese here in our office will speak Portuguese to each other. But um, one of the best things about Portugal that really contrasts it against markets like Spain is that they are so multilingual, um, yeah. partly due to the subtitle thing of, of TVs not being mm -hmm. dubbed, um, the channels and so on. But in Spain, for example, you'll have a way harder time finding, finding an English fluent workforce. Um, whereas in, in, um, in Portugal and particularly Lisbon, um, y y you're not going to have that much hard time finding people under 30 who speak fairly fluent English. Yeah, that that's good, and that's it's good if you keep your your team speaking English because then you keep your team international. It's much easier to onboard uh, other people that maybe are not from here, uh, and for you as well. Yeah, I think so. You should keep it international. That's as you said. It's a good thing about Lisbon that Huge, you can yeah. find these people. It's much harder in other countries like uh, France and Spain for the reasons you have mentioned, like the way they subtitle, maybe dub. Yeah, uh, their TV shows and all, all the media they consume from outside is is dubbed there's or a, whatever. There's a, a xenophobic uh, aspect to both a those cultures. Bit, a little bit. There's so an might, aspect. Yeah. They're not xenophobic, but there's an aspect to it. I know that very well. My my uh, my um, um, fiance is from Mallorca, Spain, so I'm very familiar with Spain. Um, I'm not saying taking anything away from Paris. It's a top market, but you know not even as close as easy to get along with people and teams and the culture as it is here with the friendliest of of Europe has to offer. I sound like a marketing spiel, but no, I but really I really enjoy living here. Uh, my fiance really enjoys living here. Hossein, my CTO and co-founder just moved with two children, a dog and his wife um, since last February. Um, and they're on track to, you know, um, be permanent residents here. So you know we've we're not we're, we're not gypsies at, by any means. We're we've um, we've parked the the van or the whatever you call it uh, um, the cart and it's it's here where we're we're here to stay. That's exactly what we like to hear. Like why you why you're here, why you like Lisbon, why you think people like how you compare it with other Portuguese cities. Portuguese are the amazing. They're they're yeah. very generous. Um, they're very patient and friendly and and proactively kind of uh, interested in people, not just. Uh, um, because they have to in a social setting. They're very curious people. It's partly, I think, with some, not some, you know, the mo most recent past was, uh, there was some suffering included there, and usually suffering, p periods of suffering creates character. Um, you know, uh, I think it, it, uh, the, the, the distance past of Portugal is, of course, filled with wealth and so on, but the recent past, I think, has created a, a certain um, characteristic that's very unique in Western Europe, which is uh, a sense of community um, and a sense of, of caring for one another in a certain way. I do hear about from Portuguese with, you know, in relation to one another, they say that they're negative and so on, but maybe I, I'm really sarcastic in my humor, so I just find it all positive. But um, um, uh, I think they are the friendliest Europe has to offer, and especially in Southern Europe, where are you gonna have an uh, international team that speaks English and so easily recruitable? than Portugal. Yeah. So you think people are here are easily, it's easy to find talent. It no. Exists. It's not easy. No, no, okay. but for us, because we're so niche, like finding a game developer who has, has experience in VR, that's not easy. Um, finding a, a back-end developer, maybe, but in most cities it's kind of hard. Um, marketing, yes. 
uh, non-technical roles, yes. Um, in terms of uh, certain types of skill sets, it's easy. But again, we're dealing with a population base that's pretty small. Yes. So sample size is the real issue. Yeah, true. Well, that's great. I guess I guess that's it. You, I think you answered most of our questions. Jason, uh, you would you like to uh, add something or ask no, any questions? No, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> Not today, Jason. You just well, thank you for being here with us, Amir. Thank you very much. You went to the epicenter of the the question, like what we want to know, why Lisbon, uh, why you're here. That's amazing. Uh, just just tell us wh where you're headed right now, uh, where we can uh, follow up with what you're doing. I think uh, if anyone wants to keep track of what Virtually's up to, um, <clears throat> social media, our pages on Facebook, but most importantly, Twitter is the most active. LinkedIn, of course, we have a page as well. All of those channels are frequently updated as we have updates to share. We're releasing our beta, as, as I mentioned, today. Um, and if you have a VR headset, preferably Oculus headsets and preferably the Quest, which is the one without the, the, the wires and everything. That's the one you recommend? It is the iPod of the VR generation. And, and if anyone's ever considering buying a, a headset, it's the Quest. Um, no doubt about it. Um, but we'll be supporting all sorts of headsets. That's not a question. But um, I think VR brain training is not just for the aging population and cognitive decline. It's for anyone who wants to have a, you know, you, you work out a few times a week at least, hopefully. You mm -hmm. eat, try to eat healthy. You, and then along with that healthy diet, you need to, I think, increasingly be aware of brain health and cognitive health. That's so that's what we're here important. for. Yes, uh, but just tell me one thing. I noticed your team, they are testing with a different ad set right now. Is it because you want to uh, polish up a little bit the experience with different kinds of headsets? They're both Oculus um, headsets. One's called the Rift, and it plugs into mm -hmm. a VR-ready uh, um, laptop. It's yeah. easier to compile. I don't want to get into the jargon of it, yeah. but you can develop uh, faster using that headset, the Rift S mm -hmm. um, and the Rift. Um, but our, our, our app is primarily uh, optimized for the Quest, which is the standalone. It's the one that you can go or walk around 4,000 meters squared in a room, whatever. It is, it is very sexy, and it's the one we've designed it for. Um, but sometimes you have technical hiccups that makes you um, take uh, left turns and right turns. And yeah. That's what the headsets you see over there. That's what you get in a tech company. It's always trying to figure out problems. Are, yeah. Always, always problem solving, and in the VR scene, you have problems. Even the developers and the creators and the and the hardware manufacturers don't know about them until you just discover them. It's that's what it is to be in a startup in the emerging tech sector. Very good. So that's it. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on Virtualip. By the way, I one last a, thing. Sorry, one last yeah, thing. Yeah, go ahead. Please. I'll be. Uh, we're handpicked by uh, Web Summit to be one of the breakthrough startups pitching on November sixth on center stage, and I think we're like one, if not if not the only Portuguese startup in that representation, one of very few. So be there. If you are there, root us on. November 6th, Center Stage uh, Web Summit 2019. You heard about it. You should go check it out. Uh, and by the way, it's a virtual leap. I made a mistake. I, wanted, I, I think many people can make this mistake. It's not a virtual leap. I saw that, and I had a really I, bad impression I'm, of you I'm at really first, sorry but for I, that. I've recovered through that, you know, <laughs> with, my, with, my, with my illness currently. I, um, I was very bitter, um, but I've seen it over and over again. It's not I'm just really you. I'm really sorry. Um, well, the heart will forgive over time. But, but I noticed that, and I'm here to apologize. It's Virtulip, V-I-R-T-U-L-E-A-P. 
Exactly. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> So guys, don't forget V-I-R-T-U-L-E-A-P.com and on social media as well. You can find Virtually. Uh, I will include links on the description. Uh, thank you very much, Amir, for that. We'll leave you uh, for now. I guess you're busy. You have a lot, a lot on your hands right now and your team as well. So I think that's it. Over and out. Don't forget to check it out. Web Summit, November 6th and LisbonStartups.com. Over and out. Thank you.